Hello, everybody, and welcome to the probably the last episode of Sunday Drivers for the year. I'm Dan, joined by Linus. Linus, how are you doing? I'm good, man. How about you? Good. Um, overall, I think a pretty good weekend and end to the season. A lot of people calling it boring, but I say it's decisive. Um, well, because like the last four or five years at least one of the championship races, you could be like, oh, he didn't deserve that. Oh, Larson only won because of that pit stop. It was Martin Truex's race, so on and so forth. We can't say that for any of them. Those All three guys started on pole. All three guys won stages and just dominated. Yeah, all the, the champions, they won, I think, five of the six stages because Logano finished second in stage two, so... If he'd have gotten Blaney there, they would have, you know, had clean sweeps in all three series. And uh, no matter how their seasons have been, you know, throughout and what you think of them, in my opinion, the three guys that won were the three best cars of uh, of each series, you know, that was yeah. in the final. Even though I felt like maybe Blaney was a bit better than Logano, you know, if he would have won the race, Logano still would have been the champion. So of all the championship fours, I think uh, the best car definitely won in each series, and you can't ask for much more than that. No, and and good racing. Uh, the truck race, I mean, the first two stages is lights out. You Zane Smith had it. Everybody was trying to catch him, and you saw the other three competitors playing catch up and several points in the race, we were running one, two, three, four. Uh, yeah. And uh, it didn't get interesting until I think it was like 70 laps to go when we started seeing cautions and everything started getting re-racked. Um, I think the Majeski brought out the final caution, right? When he was uh, battling mm. with, with Zane Smith. Yeah, he did. It's those final laps th- that made it great. The the two laps shoot out for the championship. Like I, I think I held my breath like Gregson, you know, it was three guys trying their hardest to win. And the best driver, I think, even though I had called Chandler Smith, I, I think uh, overall this year, Zane Smith's been the better driver. And we saw that. Yeah, I mean, at least at least he was tonight, and he's finishing the season with the most uh, wins out of everybody at four now. Uh, Chandler Smith had three, and then a bunch of cars at two. Um, so, I mean, best if you look at on wins overall this season, it was the best guy that won, even though he might not have scored the most points, but he led the most laps uh, as well. So, you know, whichever way you look at it, he had the most top tens, the most top fives, so he's he's the deserving champion. There's not really much to say. Plus, everybody loves the story of third time's a charm. You know, mm-hmm. and the emotion we saw when he got out of the car, not only was that boy exhausted, but, like, he was just so excited. Like, get the mic out of my face. I just want to go squeeze my fiance's ass. You know? <laughs> <laughs> it's just, it was good to see. It's good to see guys achieving their dreams. That's one of the reasons why I watch NASCAR, you know, why I watch racing, to see these guys succeed. And I think all four put on a great performance. Chandler Smith, Ben Rhodes, um, defending champion from last year. I think he put in a good effort. I I really like 
the the look inside of like his mind. I don't know if you heard the radio communication right before the final restart. Just like they're better than me. I can't hold them off. I can't do this. And it's like that's something I identify with. You know, it's just it's kind of cool to get that look inside their heads because athletes always say they're not nervous and they're always confident when they're interviewing. But it's it's nice to see that like no, that's not the case. Yeah, um, but I mean, Rhodes, he, he won last year, um, so he, he knew like he's been in that position before and he's come out on top. And even though he finished second, he didn't seem to put down about by that, you know, he uh, still had a smile on his face and was happy, you know, for what he'd accomplished and all that. But um, yeah, and Chandler Smith uh, just didn't have enough. He's been great all season and I thought he was going to be up there. You know, he he was up there. He's finished third, obviously. Um, but I thought if Ty Majeski wasn't going to win it, it was going to be Chandler. So my two drivers finished at the bottom. Uh, yeah. Majeski had good pace as well, but had that incident. And he seemed to be the bottom of these four guys, which is understandable because he's, you know, the rookie of these four to, to these kinds of situations. But I think he's going to be a threat next year I, as well. I mean, the momentum he's picked up in the last couple of races i you know the sky's the limit for him i don't see him going anywhere from thor but i i thought on the 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 final shootout chandler smith had a really good run but you see ben rhodes just like wiggle the back of him and it killed all momentum you Mm -hmm. know chandler had a shot but all three men graceful defeat uh it's regardless of what they say on camera it's got to be heartbreaking uh, the entire season boils down to this and for two guys at one point in that final lap you could have thrown a blanket on all three cars like mm-hmm. Chandler Smith and Ben Rhodes looked at it and uh you know I think they handled it very well uh Chandler Smith his future is bright he's going to calling next year we know they got they got the the resources and the money behind them um, I don't think anything's been announced for Zane Smith unless he's doing another contract over there at front row. But I know at the beginning of the season or right before, he didn't have a ride for this year. So who knows? I, I'm sure having a championship uh, really improves your stock. So I, I hope the best for him. Yeah, uh, according to Jayski, he's going to be back full time in the 38 next year. Uh, Good. but they don't have any sponsors announced so we'll see what happened there but I think uh, another year in that car for St. Smith why, I mean another top two finish for her in a row I don't see why not but yeah. it's uh, it's cool to see him win as well since he was the only Ford against the three Toyotas um, you know the odds weren't on his side but we saw that more during this weekend and the uh, underdog came out on top so right uh, that didn't seem to matter too much in this race, though. And uh, even though Rhodes and Majeski had a couple of teammates, especially Christian Eckes, did not really seem to help them that much when they came up to pass him when they were racing side by side. Um, I, so I don't know. Eckes, Eckes had a had a bad race on his own, so I don't think he was in a position <laughs> to do anything. Uh. Uh, would like to say thank you to Haley Deegan for bringing out the first caution of this race and making it exciting for everybody. 
or uh, mm-hmm. to start the the series of cautions that made this break great. Uh, DGR is going to Toyota next year, so gonna be gonna be new players in the truck series. But it looks like you know you're still gonna have the veterans like Enfinger and Ben Rhodes down there, and Crafton's probably gonna still be putting around out there next year. So who knows what we'll see. Uh, I I mean, is Zane Smith going to have the same crew, the same truck? I wouldn't expect anything different. Yeah, Corey Heim as well uh, came in showing great speed in that KBM truck, finished second and fourth in the stages and then seventh in the race. Uh, So that's another driver I'm really looking forward to seeing next year. Uh, in the in the truck series to see what he can actually do when he's in there full time. Uh, I can't remember off the top of my head where he's going, but um, I guess he might be going to. Uh, well, I mean, he's going to be in a Toyota car, yeah. right? I I suppose, because uh, uh, Kyle Busch announced Purdy and uh, Wood. Yeah, that's what it was. I couldn't even remember uh, Chase Purdy. I don't. Has he performed at all this season? Like, for someone who don't really, you know, who's not really able to follow the truck series that close, with it being at three in the morning every Friday night, you know, I watch the highlights or watch the races back, and if you're not, if they're not really running up front, you don't, re- we don't really see them that much. And but the I only mean, time I can remember hearing him, his name this year is like Chase Purdy's in the wall. Yeah. yeah, Corey Heim is going to the 11, by the way. Uh, but yeah, Chase Purdy, I mean, Kyle Busch knows what he's doing. He knows yeah. these guys. He knows what they're what they're made of. Um, I'm mean, surprised to see them only going with two trucks next year with one full-time driver. Uh, but he knows what Chase Purdy is about. So I'm, I'm expecting big things from that guy. Kyle Busch, you can say what you want, but that man has an eye for talent. You know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? Uh, Byron, Bubba, um, man, uh, I just ran out. Christopher Bell, yeah, Gregson, all these guys that he's given a chance are guys who are regularly contending for wins or titles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, speaking of Gregson, and I, 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 I think this is the only reason why people were so, aside from Ty Gibbs winning the title. There was so much hype going into this race, and Gregson caused a lot of it, that Ty Gibbs was going to be put into a wall. Yeah, edition one of all talk, no do, or whatever you want to call it. Like, all this hype and all these guys being mad. Obviously, they didn't say straight, I'm going to wreck him, but I'm going to race him hard and do this and do that. And Yeah, I don't think a lot of people were expecting Ty Gibbs to finish the race. And was that... uh, It wasn't Steve Latard. It was somebody else in the NBC booth somewhere who said during something that I listened to or saw if... uh, It might have been Steve Latard, actually, on the Dale Jr. download, who said that if Ty Gibbs sees the checkered flag, my faith in driver or something, something is completely gone out the window. And oh. nobody does anything. And it's not like Gregson, Gregson raced him hard or anything like compared to the other guys in the championship four either. So I was really surprised to see that and how much you know respect they actually gave each other. 
Yeah, it's just, and then after the race, Gregson shakes his hand and then still calls him a POS on camera. Like, mm-hmm. bro, you had your opportunities. All everybody, Brandon Jones, um, anyone he he had issues with here with this year were alongside him at some point. Mm-hmm. There's multiple opportunities, and these guys did nothing. I kind of expected it. But that was going to be the only way to beat Ty Gibbs. It's we saw fifteen lead changes amongst uh, Al Geyer and Gregson and um, oh uh, Gibbs. Gibbs. <laughs> Forgot for a second, uh, but Gibbs always came back and passed everybody. It's mm-hmm. the JRM drivers claim that. Junior told them to race clean, but that just kind of sounds like an excuse, you know. But we'll see. It <sighs> hate Ty Gibbs all you want, and we've said this multiple times, but that kid can drive a car. It's... Yeah, uh, there isn't. There is no denying that after the show he put on on Saturday, like can f- fall back a couple That's of positions, not- you know. We get a long run, but he finds his way past him and wins both stages in the race, leads 125 out of 200 laps. And he was racing door to door with Allgaier and Gregson and uh, Brandon Jones at one point as well. You know, and they're just showing each other respect. And that that's what they're supposed to do, obviously. You don't want to just take him out just for the sake of it. Uh, even though I think he would have, if he could have got there on the final lap, he probably would have spun him out. But Gibbs is just, especially with the car that he had, you know, that, that Toyota just had too much speed for the others to be able to do anything. And Gregson, Allgaier, and Gibbs, they finished one, two, three in all, both stages and the race. Uh, Josh Berry got fourth in the first stage, and then he kind of fell back a bit. Uh, P10 in stage two, and then P13 in the race. So um, he was there a bit at the beginning, but he was never really part of uh, of the equation, in my opinion. It was just those other three. Yeah. and. I mean, at the end, it could have gone either way, but when Ty Gibbs got that cleaner at the end, you know, he he was gone. And it's, you watch the entire race, and you can see Ty learning, Mm -hmm. moving, and just, he beat everybody. That's as simple as you can put it. He outraced everybody. His crew outworked everybody. It was just, it was a great display of racing. It was one of those drives that you talk about years down the road. But, like, because it's Ty Gibbs, I mean, now it's going to be talked about, especially after what happened the following morning. Um, but <sighs> the kid's a generational talent. We've seen We've seen him drive well in cup. You can hate him all you want. But you're going to be very angry for the next couple of years, I think. Yeah, we're obviously we're still waiting on the official announcement what's happening. And Coach said Saturday night that they're going to be announcing uh, Xfinity and Cup all in one go. So we don't really know yet what's going to happen there. But obviously everyone's expecting him to the 18. And he's, uh, he's going to be a force to be reckoned with next season. Obviously, when he started driving Cup this year, I said yeah, I wouldn't be surprised if he had a win. 
uh, before the end of the season. That was apparently a little bit too optimistic, but uh, I mean, if he if he goes full time in that eighteen car next year, we know that is a good car. Uh, obviously, they haven't had the results this year for various different reasons, but he's uh, he's definitely going to be a contender for the playoffs next year, I think. And if he and Gregson gets the race for rookie of the year. I think it's going to be a good race, but Gibbs is obviously going to have the better car. Um, if we make so. it to the Coke 600 and Ty Gibbs hasn't won his first race yet, I will be surprised. I'm going to mm-hmm. say that right now. I will be surprised because all the tracks we have to go to before we get there are going to be tracks that he's already driven and this next-gen car or tracks that he's just good at. So True. Yeah, and with I, the news coming out this weekend as well i guess those cars are just going to get even better so and they won a race two three four weeks ago yeah so they've got speed in those cars and gregson you know his pit crew kind of failed him at one point but he just drove straight back up there you know just like that so I it's think uh he Briggs... he is a good driver i just think the reason he didn't win this week was the car unfortunately i think the toyota was just too fast gregson and gibbs i think there's obviously still something there noah's obviously upset will we see it next year yes because noah can say what he wants about ty gibbs but he is Ty Gibbs, just not as attractive or in such a cute, cuddly little package. It's They drive the same. They drive hard. Gregson probably wouldn't punt a teammate into turn one, but it's, it's going to be interesting to see. Because, yeah. I mean, with, you know, Jimmy Johnson now joining... Uh, Petty GMS. Are they going to add something else in there? Petty Johnson GMS? I don't know. But uh, that mentorship, that mentorship goes a very long way. Especially (laughs) just like, hey, Jimmy, drive me around Dover. Hey, Jimmy, Martinsville. Hey, you know, it's uh, Love or hate Jimmy Johnson, but that man is talented. So I I look forward to that. I look forward to see him racing again. I thought it was done. So that'll be really cool. Uh, I saw your one post. Uh, what number do you think he would be driving next year? Uh, I, I have no idea. I mean, people are saying number 44. Uh, obviously, the first number that comes to mind is the 48, but that's a Hendrick number, and uh they've got that you know to bowman now so uh and the team already have 42 and 43 so 44 i guess would make sense then i mean the only other number i can think of is he drove like 92 in the bush series so but i i doubt that i mean 44 is the most logical one especially with petty and all that yeah, and you know, meanwhile, if Ty Gibbs goes to the eighteen, he's uh, he's obviously going to have good mentors as well. Two former champions and one of the well, the best driver ever to not win a championship, in my opinion. But he's going to have to get his act together because if he does so, some of the stuff he's done this year, just once next year, he is going to be put so badly in his place by his teammates. And you know, the driver respect I think is already at rock bottom for him. 
going into the cup series, which is not going to help. Um, yeah. What did but, Hamlin you know, tweet out last week? I miss JD. Yeah. As soon as that happened, that's all he said because he knows that JD would have done something. Obviously I think, I still think coach and Coy had a good talk with him through the week and he seemed very remorseful about everything, you know, and he realizes that he did something wrong. Um, but, and now obviously he, he still won the championship, but you know, what if Justin Allgaier goes out there and wins the race and Ty finishes second or even worse, Brandon Jones finishes second or wins the race and JRM wins the championship, you know, that would have been, that would have cost him a championship. Now it didn't, even though it will cost him quite a few spots on the other car in the championship and all that, you know, but he's going to need to change going into the cup series and he's going to need to earn that respect very quickly, or he's going to be pushed around so badly by so many people. If he goes to cup, that is, because we still don't know that for sure. Yeah. Especially with the news that popped across everybody's feed yesterday that uh, Coy Gibbs passed away in his sleep, uh, which that's heartbreaking. And that's going to, it's going to change Ty Gibbs. We we're talking about him like we know for a fact he's going to come out of the fence of swinging boat. I could not imagine going from the Everest of highs, like the biggest moment of your entire life, to the absolute worst moment of your entire life. That we will see how that changes Ty Gibbs, and that will tell us how Ty Gibbs is going to be as a race car driver. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like this is a very, it's unfortunate and it's not deserving, but it's a very sink or swim moment in somebody's life. How do you survive? How do you get past? How do you do what you were doing now? You know what I'm saying? And it's, uh, he's either going to come out of the gate with something to prove or we're not going to see the same tie again. That's just my prediction. I hope it's not true. I hope somebody gets that kid therapy. <laughs> you know, it's uh, it's just, it's one of those things. Yeah, it's going to be very tough for him these next few weeks and months leading up to next season. Like he's going to still need to get back to work and get ready, but still, you know, need time to mourn and see what's going to happen. And unless, you know, there's been an underlying issue and you all knew that he didn't have long to go, it's going to come as a shock and no one's going to be prepared. And, you know, he's, uh, he's, he's not just, you know, the way he's acting on track and with his attitude and all that, but he's what, 20 years old. Yeah. Un- unexpectedly losing your dad when you're I at the very top of your career. 20. Yeah. Yeah. So no one knows how to deal with that. And especially not at that age, it's, he's going to need, He's got a lot of good people around him, obviously, and then he's going to get the help that he needs. I just hope it doesn't ruin his career because it could very easily do that. Yeah. Um, one thing that was really, really impressed me yesterday was that everybody at track knew. Everybody mm-hmm. knew. And not one person leaked it. There, There is people saying it was Koi. There is people saying it was... Joe, there's people saying Koi wrecked into a tree, but nobody knew for certain and no blue check mark account announced anything. And most of them were like, hey, if you're making fun of Ty Gibbs right now for not racing today, you need to stop. 
this is not good. And it's just the overall vibe and everything. And I, I, I thought that was really cool in a time of social media and everything is almost available instantly that such a large group of people were able to keep their mouth shut to show the Gibbs family some respect was really mm-hmm. cool to see. Yeah, the moment you knew something was up, though, is when I think it was Bob who was first or somebody like Chris Rice is in the garage stall of the 23 car. Yep. A.G. Allmendinger is climbing into the car. They're fitting his seat. I'm like, wait, they're Chevy. What's going on? Like, that's when you know that something is definitely up because you never see a Chevy driver get into Toyota. You never see them, you know, work with each other. But all the Xfinity drivers, all the truck drivers, they've gone home. Hemrick is obviously there as a backup or just to, you know, celebrate with his team or whatever reason he may have. And, you know, for Chris Rice, Colleague Racing and Chevy, all of them to step up and say, yeah, it's okay. You get in that car because we're all a big family that like when you, when I first saw it, I knew that, okay, this is something is definitely wrong here. And then for it to actually work and for it to happen and for him to be in that car, that's, that just shows what a big family they are. And like you said, being able to show, show them that much respect and no one's leaking anything. That's, uh, that's quite cool to see. I knew it was weird time. I know it was bad because first you saw the Ty Gibbs is out for today's race. And then a, a bunch of people instantly were like, karma for the hangover, blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. Then a writer I follow, Matt Burroughs, he posted, hey, delete your fucking tweets. Breathe. Calm down. This is not good. Have some respect. And I was like, oh, somebody big night. Uh mm-hmm. So... Uh, as as someone who's in the dead parent club, my heart goes out to Ty Gibbs because right now isn't the hardest time. When he starts his first full-time season, that's going to be really tough on him, and I, I hope for the best. And I hope guys like Dale Jr. are in his inbox right now. I, I am sure because we've seen this time and time again in NASCAR. Someone gets hurt, somebody somebody big dies. Uh, they, the amount of love and compassion that these competitors have for each other is just a beautiful thing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's he, that, that guy is such a big name for the sport as well. Obviously Joe Gibbs is the owner, but everybody knows who Koi is. He's co-owner or was he Yeah, of Joe Gibbs racing? You know, he's the dad of a newly crowned champion, no matter who it is that passes away. Obviously they're all a big family, but it's such a big name and you know on the biggest weekend of the year for the whole sport this, for that to happen so un- unexpectedly no one really knows what to do so and joe gibbs second son in what four years three years mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah it's uh it's a rough thing and um also showcases how quickly everything can change uh just and yesterday was cursed. It, we had two pit crew members injured on pit road yesterday. You know, it just um, think the Jackman for Chris Busher and then the uh, tire changer for Christopher Bell. I don't know if you saw, but the reason why they had that delayed pit stall was because he basically socketed his the side of his glove to the lug nut. 
So mm-hmm. he had a he had to basically rip all the skin and stuff off of his hand to get it out of there. Yeah, that was uh that was a scary incident. I didn't really see what happened, but they kind of said what happened, so that was <laughs> that was a, a bad deal. I'm just thankful nothing worse happened than what happened, you know, and you can say it took Bell out of contention because that was a very slow start, but I don't think he had the speed anyway, unfortunately, to uh, to compete for the win. But you never want to see a champ. Well, I mean, you never want to see that happen. Period. But to have your championship hopes and like that is just <clears> even worse. And the other guy on Busher's team, I'm happy he's okay as well. I, from what I saw, there wasn't any fractures or anything. So, um, and the 47 team stepped up gave yeah jackman or somebody from their team so again one big family you know they're helping each other out so yeah and uh overall this is a race that goes get phoenix phoenix off the schedule we shouldn't be racing here i we saw good racing but it's just domination by the Fords all day. It you know yeah. it's especially Logano, again third third uh, championship winner to start on pole and finish there. But Logano, he just seemed different going into this. You called him winning by simply the because of the fact that he's got two weeks and none of the others have got anything like. He and talked about that, that on stacking pennies as well. Like we've had two weeks to do everything, plan everything. These other guys, they will have known on Sunday and then they've got a bit of time on Monday, but Tuesday, Wednesday, you know, it's media and it's all these things leading into this. So you're not going to have time to have all these meetings and prepare all the little details that you want. So he said that like, he's, he's the big favorite. And that's what I thought as well with nobody else having clinched his spot before last Sunday, you know, he had such a big advantage over the others. And it wasn't by much in the end because Chastain, he was definitely there. And Chase had a pretty good car as well until he got, you know, Chastain. until the Russ Chastain don't give a fuck tour made a stop at Dawsonville. But uh, you, Joey uh, uh, Logano was the best car all day long, in my opinion. All the Chastain simps are saying, yeah, Elliot blocked him. But if you watch the video, if Elliot didn't block him, Chastain would have been in his door. And, yeah. And then, of course, he had the typical Ross Chastain. I don't mean to race these guys like that, and I hate to do it. So why do you do it every week, bro? It's that move. Chastain's like Larson. He's a guy that doesn't wreck you, but he puts you in a position where you're going to get wrecked. Mm-hmm. And... Just people, you know, justifying this. It's racing, that's what it is. But we also need to acknowledge it for what it is. If it was anybody else behind Elliot, Elliot probably wouldn't have been put in the wall. Yeah, but you know, Chastain's going for a championship as well. He's not he's not gonna lift in that at that point. I wouldn't have either, probably. And Chase yeah. wouldn't have either. Um but Chase Chase, uh, Chase wouldn't have lifted if that was the third race of the season on the fifth lap. It's yeah, like true. couldn't happen to a better better guy, but I'm just saying like there's there's two players in that. Yeah, Chase moved across this bumper, but 
Chastain would have been in his door and through it if he didn't, you know, block him. Mm-hmm. The and only Chast- way, yeah, go the, on. the only way out of that was for Elliot to lift off the gas, and he's not going to do that either because he's no. in the same championship race. Yeah. But Chastain is another one of those that we talked about with Ty Gibbs. Like, he wasn't going to finish this race. He was going to get raced hard by a bunch of people, especially Denny Hamlin. They were side by side for so long, and literally nothing happened. Yeah. He didn't even squeeze him up towards the wall. Sure, he ran him a little bit high at one point, but there was still plenty of room for Chastain to get around there. So, again, Hamlin, is it's all talk, and no doing you know so yeah i don't i don't really know i was cheering for hamlin to do something just to see the reaction of the people after how he suddenly after chastain suddenly became everyone's new favorite driver last week and everyone suddenly forgot what he'd done all season um but you know again second race in two days where people are talking about doing something to someone and nothing happens absolutely nothing so I don't know. It's uh, it's going to be fun to see Chastain what he does next year now that he knows that he's got a fast car. But like we've talked about before, there are so many good cars in this series. And when people start figuring it out and some drivers come to new teams, we're going to see 25 drivers capable of winning every single week. So uh, it's it's going to come down to what you do when you get put in a tight spot. And Chastain, he's not going to back out. So he's going to find a lot of success next year as well, I think, thanks to that, that he's not going to back out. He's going to stay in it. And if he wrecks you, he doesn't care. Yeah. He's just going to, he's just going to say like, I don't mean to raise people like that. It's the new Elliot, man. That's all it is. And people are, are swarming behind him because he's brash and abrasive, but he's got a personality, you know, he's a every man's man growing up on a farm. But it's just, he's going to keep dooring people. He's going to keep pushing them in the wall. And you're going to keep seeing the excuses and all that. So, I mean, can he win? Yes. Is he going to use his bumper? Yeah, more than likely. So. But uh, Mm -hmm. Ryan Blaney showing some of the most speed that he's had all year. Uh, uh, One stage two. Um. So the Fords looked really good. They didn't look like that all season. Does this mean they can carry momentum over? Maybe. Uh, We'll see. Uh, Penske looked really strong. I mean, minus Austin Cendrick, but they looked really strong for the entirety of Phoenix. Uh, Chase Briscoe and uh, Kevin Harvick looked uh, really, really good. So probably... Uh, we'll be hearing in the next couple of months that this is going to be Kevin Harvick's last year. We all know it is just waiting for him to make that announcement. Yeah, that's, uh, that's just, you know, we're just going to have to wait and see what happens there. If he wants to keep going or if he, he too might buy into a team somewhere and yeah, <laughs> you know, it's, it seems like all these drivers want to get he's, into ownership. At, he's at mentioned, he's mentioned multiple times that he's done. 2023 because his son's getting better i mean he might go into ownership just for so keelan has some place to to arrive but i don't think keelan needs his dad's help keelan is a talent he is killing it in the uh go-kart leagues and stuff 
Yeah, and I mean, Keelan might not even want to go to NASCAR. So if he's in Europe racing go-karts, he could be heading towards, you know, the F1 path. You never know, but he's he's still pretty young. But He dominates time, don't... at road courses. Like, that's, that's yeah. his bread and butter. So. Yeah, so he might be going to IndyCar. You never know. But I just don't see where Harvick would be able to buy in as an owner anymore because Hendrick, he's not going to get into Hendrick. RCR is not going to let him in. Stuart Haas Racing doesn't need another owner. You know, Penske is not going to let Harvick anywhere near his team, I wouldn't think. Um, and all the other teams have former drivers already owning them, pretty much. Unless you want to go to somewhere like Rick Ware Racing and get them better, which could be a thing. You know I mean, and then we all of a sudden we'll have two more cars that are competing for wins. And then we would have Ware Harvick Racing. <laughs> yeah, or he just buys the whole thing because yeah. it's, a, it's a shit show at the moment. I mean, they're going to need to perform for their charters to stay at that team as well. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, I think I don't think he's going to announce anything yet, though. I think he's going to start off next season and see what it's like, you know, and then after maybe five to ten races, he's going to decide if he's done or not after the year. I don't think he's going to do it during the off season now. I th- I actually think he's going to wait a few races just to see uh, what it feels like again next year and what's what's you know what's right. happening to NASCAR and how his kid is doing and and all that. Because if he comes out winning two races in the first five next year, I think he's going to want to keep on going. Yeah, I mean we'll see. Everything's so up in the air nowadays. Uh, Joey Logano winning the second championship. I never, I never thought I would see Logano win too. You can say, oh, it's the playoffs. It doesn't matter. There's only one other guy. There's only three other guys that have multiple. No, it's one. One other guy that has multiple titles in the playoff era. That's mm-hmm. Kyle Busch. I mean, is Joey Logano putting up six, seven wins a year? No. Uh, but the man's talented. He, he proved that he's hard to pass that given enough time. And it's not just him. That's what we saw. His crew put out on average, it was like 10, five pit stops. Mm-hmm. Paul Wolf is an elite crew chief, 37 wins, two championships. And those are with two different drivers. When we talk about legendary crew chiefs, they they're usually famous because of one person, you know. Yeah. Paul Wolf's a talent. It, that entire team is like the possibilities is limitless. Are they going to go out and win all the races next year? No, but I mean they they won three this year, four before uh, Phoenix. I know uh, Darlington, he ended up four wins, so yeah, three. Darlington, I know he won uh was it uh worldwide technology? He crossed off the win there and then yeah. uh and then he won at Las Vegas. Vegas to yeah. secure his spot in the uh in the championship four. And he won the Bush Clash at the Coliseum. So he started off the season with a win and ended it with a win. Can't ask for much more than that. Yeah, and Penske Ryan Blaney didn't win, yes, but they won the Bush Class, they won the Daytona 500, they won the All-Star Race, and now they won the championship. Yeah. <laughs> it's a, And they won the IndyCar Series as well. Right, <laughs> right. 
Uh, Roger Penske in victory lane did not seem to know how to react. You know, it's good for him that that team, it's a good team. Rich, uh, the captain has done a lot for auto racing, not just NASCAR, but IndyCar as well. So yeah. it's cool to see the success, especially again, Paul Wolf finally getting acknowledgement. Um, it's just that team, they put their money where their mouth is, and the entire playoffs, everybody, no one ex- really expected other than yourself, uh, you know, Joey Logano to win. But the entire time, he's like, I'm the guy you guys need to be watching. You know, so it's great to see. Yeah, I mean, the the success of that guy or that man over, especially this year, it's uh, it's the first time ever, I think, that someone wins IndyCar and the Cup Series. Um, obviously, they could have had a good chance to win Xfinity as well if they still had a good car and driver there, but... Uh, focusing fully on cup now and he owns you know indianapolis motor speedway and the empire that that man owns you know it's just it's incredible and how he makes it all work and all of it is successful as well you know he, yeah he's he's a good biz, businessman and whoever whoever takes over when he passes on uh, i hope they just they're able to keep it going. I don't know if he's going to give it all to one person or if someone's getting the IndyCar team, someone's getting NASCAR, so someone's getting, you know, the IndyCar series and someone's getting Indianapolis or what's going to happen. But I just hope, or I'm pretty sure that he has people, you know, who are going to be fully invested in it, know everything and just going to keep his, keep it going. So in 50 years, I think Roger Penske, the name is going to be known as the biggest name ever in motorsports. Yeah. You know, especially with how successful he still is and being the first one to win the two biggest racing series in the United States within months. And uh, Logano becomes the first four driver to win two titles since David Pearson. Mm-hmm. And what was that? 67, 68 or whatever yes. they said. That's yep. when my dad was born. <laughs> yeah. Um, and even even the names that Penske has had, Rusty Wallace, Ryan Newman, uh, Brad Keselowski, mm-hmm. Joe Logano is the first guy to repeat for the captain, which is really cool to see. Um, so hopefully, I mean, it's hard to it's hard to say like the team's gonna get better because the name Penske you viewed as elite. But like the past couple of years, you expect four to five wins amongst their three cars. You know, that's yeah, that's what we got this year was five wins. So hopefully next year we see a season where every car gets multiple wins or at least every car wins. Because I'm sure it has to be frustrating for Ryan Blaney to sit behind his teammate and just not win for a year especially after winning three last year yeah i mean if if that wasn't a teammate in front of him in those final 20 laps i'm pretty sure blaney would have won that race you know Mm -hmm. Uh, but with chastain closing in from behind he can't really pass joey because he's gonna lose joey like two three four tenths in that lap and then he's gonna have dirty air 
So even though he wasn't going to sit there and just block Chastain and keep Chastain from getting to Joey, maybe if he passes Logano, Chastain is right there and the championship could be lost. And you could see in his post-race interview that Blaney was upset. And even though Penske said in victory lane that he personally told Blaney that he was a wingman, Blaney just said that he couldn't pass him because of the air and that was it. So obviously he wasn't happy. I don't know if that was with the captain or if it was with the car or what, but I mean, you know, he wasn't happy finishing second there. I understand the frustrations because like he's not the most winningest driver at Penske, but he's easily the most marketable and he brings a lot of money in for that organization. And just to be like, Hey, you know, uh, just don't, don't pass them. You know, don't try to win. Don't, don't put yourself in a position of something you haven't been able to do all season, mm-hmm. you know? So it's, I, I, the frustration is understandable, but Ryan Blaney needs to take that into the off season. Something needs to change with him and that organization. Cause we've seen the power that that car can have. We've seen that he's out front, but it just seems like either running out of talent or bad luck just prevents him from uh, seeing it to the end. Yeah, I mean, he's he, he's one of my favorite drivers, so it's kind of yeah. sucks to see him be that close so many times. But he's always there, and he's had good speed, and he was like, what, second or third in the championship going into the playoffs on points alone. Um, So it's just... It's hard to see him be that close so many times, but I think he needs to. Uh, it, it feels almost like he's too nice on the track. He needs to be more like Ross Chastain in certain situations, and like, okay, you're gonna do this. Well, I don't care. You're going in the wall, or that like this is my lane. That interview needs to be his headspace all next year. Yeah, yeah. If he, if he goes into the races with that mentality, like I'm fed up with this, I'm gonna win. He's gonna win. You know, it's as simple as that. But I saying mean, all this, he he could have won the Daytona 500 and he got put in the wall by his rookie teammate. Well, that's, that's what I was about to started. say. He's, he's been wrecked a couple of times by his rookie teammate. He's been hung out to drive by that guy, especially at Daytona. The only reason why Cindric won Daytona is because of Ryan Blaney's front bumper. Yeah. And it's... I... I you sense the frustration... You know, the feeling of like being underutilized, under you know, not respected that organization. Next year is gonna be Ryan Blaney's make or break year. Like it's I like the guy, I cheer for the guy, but he needs to figure it out this offseason. Forget about your your black buffalo non-nicotine tobacco dip. Forget about your hot girlfriend, man. You get in the simulator. Figure something the fuck out. Talk to a therapist. Do something because he has the talent to come out and knock off four or five wins, be a contender in the championship. Let's go, Ryan Blaney. That's all I want to see next year. You know? Yeah. He's not the driver that should be known for one win a year. It's. <clears throat> he can do it. He just needs to. There's missing pieces over there, and somebody needs to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. 
Uh, Kyle Busch then final start for Joe Gibbs Racing ends up finishing highest Toyota. I was pretty surprised by that because early on in that race it seemed like he was going to struggle again. You know, it's yeah. Uh, the last few races in the in the playoffs he's had good finishes, but a lot of this year, especially since the announcement, has been miserable. Kyle Busch almost in the car it sounded like, and early on here it seemed like he was struggling again, but shows up late is running in the top ten in the last hundred laps and. Ends up being the top Toyota in seventh place. Um, so I think good ending for him. And saw in his post-race interview somewhere online, you know, he was really emotional about the whole thing. And obviously the thing with Coy didn't help that either because they've been close for, what, 15 yeah. years now? Yep. Um, and for it to end like this, obviously not what he wanted. But I think uh, seeing how this year has gone overall for Kyle, and he's him only having a win because he got it gifted at Bristol Dirt when he was running third. You know, I think next year he's going to come out swinging, and he's going to be swinging hard. He's going to be hitting home runs all year long. I think I, I, in that eight car. I think we forgot about that Kyle Busch, and I think we're going to see it. We're going to see KFB next year. We have to. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know, maybe. Him with Richard, because Richard has an old racer's personality. Maybe him and Richard together. You know, I'm not going to say championship, but that wouldn't be the first time we've seen a driver come into a new organization and win in the first year. So, (laughs) I mean, the car obviously has speed and Redick has shown that all this year, even though it's been a struggle the last few weeks. But he it did the car definitely has speed and um I just hope that Kyle Bush being there is gonna help Austin as well and make him more competitive. Um but I think you know if Kyle comes into next season with the right mindset and they get a good group around him and you know he feels like he's part of the family enough, he's gonna be dangerous from you know from the first race of the season. Yeah. I another person that I think is going to be dangerous is Christopher Bell. We, uh, aside from the pit stop, we saw he was one of the only competitors before the end of the race to even come close to passing Logano. Mm-hmm. And, <clears throat> Bell is a great talent. We just haven't been able to see it, but we saw him pull two wins out of nothing to advance to the playoffs. Unfortunately, can we can what if this to death? What if his, you know, his pit crew didn't have that issue? What if, what if? But we don't know. Uh, just hopefully next year. Uh, I mean, I think I could be way off, but, you know, one of our championship four from this past weekend, probably going to be a championship contender next year, if not the champion. Yeah, definitely. I mean, one of them is going to be there for sure. Then if it's Logano or Chase or Chastain or Bell, I don't know. But it, I mean, why not all four? I but mean, there is just too many. There's too many good drivers and there's going to be way too many good cars next year for that to be a probability. Um, but you know, Logano, he has the experience. Chastain, that team, that car, they're getting a lot faster, and he's gonna have a lot more experience coming to the playoffs next year. Chase, I don't know. He just seems to be have been off over the last few weeks, even though 
you know, he's been in championship contention and then Bell, you know, his projection is going like this, just straight up. So he uh he has the opportunity next year to take the lead role at Gibbs. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah, Denny Hamlin's there, and to your point, you said earlier he's the best driver in NASCAR history to never win a championship. He surpassed Mark Barton with the third Daytona 500 a while ago. Uh, mm-hmm. I know everybody loves Mark. He's a great personality. It's, I mean, yeah, he finished second six times, but Denny Hamlin has all the 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 gem races and all those performances. So, but yeah, I, who knows what we're going to see next year. I do know I liked what I saw this year. NASCAR has already announced that they're changing up a lot of things in the car to try and fix the issues. So we'll see. All I learned this year is that the NASCAR fan base will never be happy, no matter what. Yeah. Well, I mentioned that, but would, did you see Chase Elliott's post-race interview? Yeah. Yeah, like... Beep, he, boop, boop, beep, beep, beep. He's not had a very... I mean, he had such a huge cushion going into the playoffs, and he started off, you know, with issues, but got a win, Talladega, second at Bristol, but the last few weeks has not been good. He finished 10th at Martinsville. That's his only top 10 in the last five races. Obviously, he would probably have been top 10, top five yesterday, yesterday had he not got spun out. But it just seems like he has not been doing too well in his head over the last few weeks either. And he just seems miserable. And he said, like, I can't wait to do something else for the next couple of months. Like, he doesn't even want to be racing. I don't know if that's just because he was mad that he got spun out or if something else is going on, but... He uh, he needs a reset over the off season to come well, back next year as strong as he did in the regular season. The uh, in car communication for the entirety of the race with Chase Elliott was like, did I deserve that? Did I caught like he focused on that the entire race and he sat in that. You know, mm-hmm. it's he doesn't really seem to have a healthy mindset. He didn't seem to want to be there. He didn't seem he seemed defeated. So we'll see. I I don't know what's going to happen next year, but I look forward to watching it. Yeah. So 18 car for next year. Ty Gibbs, anyone else? What's your bet? I think it's going to be Ty. Yeah. I, I don't see it being anybody else. <clears throat> no, no one else at Toyota is ready. I mean, John Hunter, he he showed speed, but he also spun out. So I think we have more, a better collection of data for how Ty is going to run in this car. But I I don't know how, as Joe Gibbs, you're going to look your grandson in the eye and say like, yeah, not only did you lose your dad, but you lost your cup's start next year so plus everybody commenting said ty gibbs is going to be in cup next year you know it's it's one of those things it's not official but it's official yeah even like the commentator said so it's um i think that's the only 
car though apart from like rick we're racing and the part-timers where we don't know who the driver is gonna be like the 21 car isn't fully set but everyone's expecting that to be harrison burton especially with how he's ran towards the end of this season yeah uh 34 and 38 doesn't have anything official yet but i don't see them removing michael mcdowell after this year unless he gets a contract somewhere else but you know where was the, where would that be right um and todd gilliland i don't know depends who might be available but i don't see him going anywhere and then obviously it's the 41 with custom versus priest so yeah that hasn't been decided yet and i I don't know. I think we're watching the end of SHR. It's one one owner wants one guy, one owner wants the other guy. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I guess it's the guy who brings more money is going to win that battle, probably. Yeah, so Cole Custer. Yep. Since he's got Gene Haas on his side. But yeah, so I mean, this... Uh... This silly season is not going to be anywhere near what we had going into this year, which is unfortunate because that was amazing. Um, and now that we know where Kyle Busch is going and all that, you know, it's uh, it's going to be two months of just uh, waiting around for uh, for the clash. But it's less than 100 days away, so we don't have yep. to wait too long. Absolutely not. And YouTube has almost every NASCAR race in existence, so I know what I'm doing for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. But uh. Thank you, everybody, for listening. I'm sure we'll probably be back right before Daytona, as long as both of us still want to do this in a couple of months. But uh, thank you for the support. Thank you for listening. Thank you to the Variety Sports Network for allowing us to do this. Uh, It's been fun. There has been a lot of great moments this season. A lot of of first, a lot of big moments overall. I mean, from... From Blaney holding the net up, winning the all-star race, Bubba Wallace hooking Kyle Larson. It's just, it's been a wild year, and I can't wait for next year. Yeah, same. But, all right, guys, thank you so much for listening. Have a good uh, couple of months in hibernation. <laughs>